Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts. We got Chris Schubert floating around as the producer. We're from the Draft Network, and we are excited because the draft is getting closer and closer and closer. We're approaching the midway part of April, and every fan base is excited for the NFL Draft because it's that opportunity to get some young talent brought to the roster on economic deals. Everybody wants to get better. The draft is a day where you know your team's getting multiple new players. I'm excited. I know everyone else is excited. Kyle, happy draft month to you. Thank you very much. To you as well. It's uh, it's Sunday, and uh, that means we're, what, two, two and a half weeks away from the NFL draft. What a great time to do a mock draft. That's exactly what we're going to do here on Draft Dudes between Joe Marino, myself, producer, Chris Schubert going to get in on the action a little bit as well. We can't let him make the Jets picks. No, no. The the main objective today is to make sure Chris doesn't like the Jets picks. So we're not math guys, but let's – you guys, Chris, hello. Why don't you – Hello. Come on on in here and say hello and tell everybody everybody. how you're doing today. And I'm going to do the math and figure out what – pick in the queue I need to give you so that you don't get 410. So if you give me if you give me 3. Oh, he's already math. He I would do it. I would go 3, 6 and 9 and I know it would avoid all of the Jets picks. Done. So there's Jets pick. <laughs> Chris oh, is picking third. I will be picking third I guess in this in this mock draft. Yes, uh, who doesn't love a mock draft right around draft season? Like in draft month. I mean to be fair, I I love them all year long. No, true, but it just it, there's something a little special when you when you we, we're together, we're doing it together in the same room. It's draft month. It's very exciting. I like that you called this a room. We are outside recording the show, but yes, it is, you know. I mean, you hear a bird chirping in the background. Yeah, we. I mean, we, we got a lot of ground to cover for our draft coverage, and, and we got everybody here. I mean, we usually work remote, but we're excited to have everybody together and kind of bring you guys some new kinds of content that we're able to do because we are together. So we're, we're stoked about that, but uh, the first step in this process is to get this mock draft knocked out and... Uh, I'm excited to get started. So, Joe, we figured out Chris is third. Who, who's picking first? Um, well, the Bix, the Bills picked 25, so I, I don't. I we, there's no way I could figure out the math on that right now. Um, I don't know. Would you want first pick? Yes. Dun 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 da da dun dun dun. That was good. It's time. You're on the clock, Cal. Jaguars. Okay. So we're picking for the Jacksonville Jaguars here at number one overall, and the evolution of this pick has been fun because at the start of the process. It was, well, we feel like all the best players are defensive ends, so let's mock the Capon Thibodeaus of the world. And Aiden Hutchinson gets a push. And then we get in the offseason, it's like, well, Cam Robinson's not under contract. Maybe we should pick an offensive tackle uh, because the top of this year's class is kind of wide open. And then Jackson Wilkins in free agency, and now we've swung back the defensive ends all over again. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep that train rolling. I am going to pick a defensive end. I'm not going to be picking... 
Uh, anyone other than the guy who has kind of been in the driver's seat, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, defensive end from University of Michigan. Uh, feel like the floor is very high here, complimentary pass rusher to what they have in Josh Allen. Um, I like the fit. And for a team that kind of just needs difference makers, that's what you're getting in Aiden Hutchinson. Love it. Who's picking second? Is it me or you? It's you because I'm okay. picking third. And I, this is a bad job by Kyle and I because we've given him the lines and we already know what he's going to do. He doesn't need the that's, full allotment of time. That's fine. Right. Sprint your card in, man. Go off. Malik Willis, baby. Yeah. Turning the card. Quarterback Liberty. There is no player in this draft that can make a bigger impact to the future of the Detroit Lions if they reach their ceiling than Malik Willis. And I think this is a great spot for them to pick a quarterback. They have Jared Goff in the mix. They can ease that transition. They've built up the offensive line, obviously. They've built up the receiving core. They are ready offensively, in my mind, to add this quarterback. And in this NFC landscape, go ahead and get your guy. Start get ahead of the curve as these other teams look to restock their quarterback situation. Go ahead and get your guy, Malik Willis, I think has a high ceiling, dual threat player, big time leader. I love him at two for Detroit. That means I'm on the clock with the Houston Texans here at uh, number three. And Joe, this is a team that you and I talked about. I think it was last week where we said there can be different scenarios where the Houston Texans dictate where the rest of this draft goes by the direction that they go with this pick. Now, in the mock that we have put together here, you've gone quarterback, so not necessarily the edge, edge, edge doomsday scenario that could play itself out. But uh, we have a motto here. Uh, at TDN and on this show. Draft good players. Draft good players is that model. And so that's what we're going to do here with the Houston Texans because they need a lot. So we're just going to draft a good football player. Now, you have the board open for me, Joe. There's a lot of good football players still left. We can get an edge. We can get an offensive lineman. Maybe we pull the trigger for Kyle Hamilton, although that doesn't seem to be a popular thing nowadays for Kyle Hamilton to be a top 10 player. You know what? We're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up here on the show. Give me an edge here for the Houston Texans. Give me Kayvon Thibodeau here at number three for the Houston Texans. We draft good players around here. KT's a good player. Fits what we need. We need to draft good players. We have another pick inside the top 15 because we made the trade with the Cleveland Browns. We can get some more needs filled later on. So we'll go KT here at number three. Which brings me up with Chris's New York Jets at uh, number four overall. And as I review the board, some of our top available players as ranked by us Evan Neal, Ike McQuanu, offensive tackles. Trayvon Walker, defensive end from Georgia. Ahmad Sauce Gardner from the New York Jets. But I think the most important thing for the Jets to accomplish is to get the infrastructure right around Zach Wilson. Right? I understand they have needs on both sides of the football here. But the Mackay Becton selection hasn't materialized in the way that the team would have hoped. Chris, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but George Fan is not under contract long term correct he's entering into a contract free agent at the end of the season can't have it i'm going to draft the best available offensive tackle in my mind for how the jets want to play offensive football and that is ike mcquanu from north carolina state i think about his ability projecting him into this zone rushing system and we've seen mcquanu really showcase that lateral mobility at the point of attack to really get over top and set the edge or conversely to convert that momentum that they have and really make a mess of things it's a great pick. His athleticism, I think, will really shine laterally in this Jets running game. So I'm picking Ike McQuanu, or I'm, pick, I'm picking Ike McQuanu, and we're gonna let them figure out who the best five guys are and go from there. But I'm pretty sure Ike's gonna be one of them from day one. You know, thinking about this Giants pick here at number five, when Kayvon Thibodeau was the pick for the Houston Texans, and both of the tackles, Ike McQuanu and Evan Neal, were still on the board. I became very, very excited because I just 
was in a position to let whatever one fall to me and, and pick them. And so I think that's what the Giants have to do is go offensive tackle in this scenario, which would be Evan Neal out of Alabama. And, you know, obviously Andrew Thomas took a big step this past year at left tackle, but Evan Neal's the guy with experience at right tackle that I think can come in and solidify that other side. And as you enter a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones, as you sit there currently with Saquon Barkley as your running back and you want to maximize him, I think your best opportunity to make sure you give Barkley and Jones in defining seasons in their run with the New York Giants is solidify that offensive line. And they've had a major turnover with that group already this offseason. They're probably going to have three or four new starters you know, get yourself a guy that you think can be there long term. And obviously, Evan Neal is a top of the first round type talent, size, power, program, pedigree. He can come in and be part of this reinvigorated Giants offense under the direction of Brian Dable. Means I'm up, Carolina Panthers, number six. And this is a team that does need to draft good players, and similar to what I did at number three. But they also need a quarterback. They need to solve this quarterback conundrum that they have. And while it wouldn't be the approach that I would take here in the NFL draft with a coach, it's the worst thing they can do. It is the worst thing that they being can honest. do. But we have to we have to read the tea leaves. We have to see what's out there. And quarterback is gaining some momentum here, and I think that's what we're going to do here. And they obviously can't take Malik Willis because he's not on the board. But we are going to give them somebody who they've been linked to. It's somebody that this entire process has has made sense for him to go there and be uh, with Matt Rule uh, for this team. We're gonna go Kenny Pickett here at number six, and I know it's not a, it's not a it's not a spicy pick. We don't have Keith Sanchez on with you guys doing the mock, but it's a pick that has made sense throughout this process. If they were going to go quarterback, and we can have the conversation about whether or not that's the right thing to do, I don't think the three people sitting at this table think that that's the right no. approach. But they are probably going to take a swing at, at getting their franchise quarterback since David Tepper's become the owner. That has been what they've been trying to do, and now they're going to take a swing in the draft, the one place that they haven't done it yet. So we'll give them Kenny Pickett with number six. And I'm going to come back on the clock with the New York Giants at uh, number seven overall. And this is kind of an interesting juncture for the Giants, obviously having already secured an offensive tackle in Evan Neal at number five. There's two players on the defensive side of the ball that I'm really intrigued by, and it's Trayvon Walker, the defensive end from Georgia, and Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the corner from Cincinnati. I think the buzz around Walker is pretty indicative that he's going to go high, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted at three where Chris took Kayvon Thibodeau and KT ends up being the player that that falls a little further down. The tools are undeniable. Uh, New York obviously just had success with the Georgia pass rusher in getting... Uh, one from last year's draft and his successes in year one and logging eight sacks uh, probably has a lot of people within that organization saying sure let's go back to the well again so I'm going to draft Trayvon Walker defensive end University of Georgia to the New York Giants all right Atlanta Falcons here at number eight and for them I think they've just their their roster's struggling they're not they're not in a great spot as a football team and when that's true, just go back to the trenches. Football games are one up front. And so I think the best available trench player is Jermaine Johnson, Florida State edge, big-time pass rush presence. They need that. You know, Dean Pease didn't forget how to coach defense last year. He just didn't have any talent. This gives him a nice player to really bring this defense to another level and give them a guy that can dictate the action up front. 
But we welcome a team here at number nine in the Seattle Seahawks who we didn't anticipate picking here, but they traded their franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson, and now they have uh, this pick courtesy of the Denver Broncos. And they're not going to take a quarterback here. Don't worry, I'm not going to mock them a quarterback here with this pick because I don't think that's the direction that they're going to go in. They might try to rebuild this thing on the fly and start Drew Locke next season there in Seattle. Would be a rebuild. Uh, would be a rebuild. Um, listen. Let's give him a defensive player, okay? Let's give him a guy that Kyle talked about giving the Giants a little bit earlier. This is CB1. I know it's CB1 for Kyle. It's CB1 for me. It's a guy that I would like my team to pick with the next pick. Oh, bummer, dude. But it's oh, not going to happen. He's pulling him off the table for the gonna, Jets. I am going to take that way he's him not off the have table regret. for my team because it makes sense. It's it's it, He fits what they want to do schematically as a defense. Give Sauce Gardner to the Seahawks. Which brings the New York Jets on the clock at number 10. And, Chris, I'm going to make you happy. We're going to draft Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. Let's get a weapon. We talked about building the infrastructure up around Zach Wilson. We got Ike McQuanu and Garrett Wilson with two top ten selections, and that puts Zach Wilson in a much better place to continue to develop. The top ten is in the books, and it's time to move on with the Washington Commanders here at number 11, the new quarterback there, of course, Carson Wentz. And – there's so many really interesting directions that I can go with this pick. Wide receiver pops up, and so does the secondary, where there's some really good talent to be had there. I'm going to play the game here where you wait on receiver help because it's kind of trendy, and the you know Washington got Terry McLaurin in the third round. So we're going to go with a player we're not going to be able to get on day two, and that's Kyle Hamilton out of Notre mm. Dame. The, the slide stops here. Um, a guy that can just do so much for your defense, playing from deep alignments as both a pass coverage guy or a guy that can come down and fit the run. A really great size. I think for the way that the NFL is trending offensively, having a chess piece like this could mean so much for your defense. So we're going to make Kyle Hamilton the commander's pick here at number 11. This is me, right, Minnesota Vikings? That's right. Get, get him a new man. I am going to get him a new man. And look, they, this is a team that has extended Kirk Cousins at least for – one more season, and so they they believe they're in a window where they're going to try to compete for a playoff spot. So let's let's add to this roster, and they've got a they got a guy in the secondary, a little bit older. Guy's a free agent at the end of the season. We got to get some youth into that secondary room there in Minnesota. Pat P's going to be gone after next season. He's getting a little old. Let's give him Derek Stingley Jr. here with this pick. This is a guy. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sound like a broken record because I believe my friend Joe talks about this every time on the show. That 2019 tape for Derek Stingley Jr. Oh boy, some good tape. They're gonna bring this guy in this room, and he's gonna be able to learn, and he's gonna be able to be an impact player in year one. So Derek Stingley Jr. to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm a little mad at you right now. I'm sorry, man. You good players on the Pat board. Pete finally got a CB two next year. <laughs> he did. He finally <laughs> got fifteen all years. Time. Uh, yeah, I was expecting Pat Pete to not have a CB two next year, so Houston could take Derek Stingley at thirteen. Uh, and now I'm I'm kind of scrambling here trying to reacclimate myself. Uh, you could have made a trade. You could have traded up. You could have tried to make. We could have done something. I could have. Too late. But I opted not to. Submitted the card. Um, okay. There's a there's a player on the board, and Houston's another one of those teams that just needs to embrace the concept of draft good players, <laughs> right? Um, that they, they need an influx in talent. And this is a player who I'm looking at that's near the top of our predictive board. That isn't necessarily somebody that. Everybody sees exactly the same, but I think his skill set could complement what exists on the roster. 
And I'm talking about USC wide receiver Drake London. Obviously, they just gave Brandon Cooks an extension, got him locked in for a period of time. You have Nico Collins, who was productive as a rookie on an offense that just needed opportunity. Uh, but Houston getting a pass catcher to kind of help the, and uh, somebody who can create with the ball in his hands, too, in the shallow areas of the field to kind of help figure out exactly what you have in Davis Mills. And we keep hearing Drake London's going to go high. Yeah. And I look at the rest of these spots, and there's, you know, we're at the back end of defining what going high in the first round looks like. So I'm going to take him here for the Texans. I like that pick in terms of predictiveness. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Ravens here at number 14. I cannot resist drafting Trevor Penning, offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa for them, where I just think that is such a natural fit where you have a 330-pound mauler, right? He's going to displace defensive linemen when he's run blocking, but it's also the the mobility that he brings, the length, the athleticism. This guy could come in and stabilize that right tackle spot for Baltimore and give them a player that fits their tendencies and the style of offense they like to run, and it's just an absolute bully. Like, you think, you think that Ravens offense, it's a blend of power and speed, and, you know, you really – allow yourself to be more physical in the run game with a guy like Trevor Penning. So I think it's a Baltimore Ravens pick all day long and uh, was happy that he, he was On available brand. here for them. On brand. Yeah. It's me with the Philadelphia Eagles here. Yes. At now 15 because now they've taken their three picks and they've downsized them to two picks in this year's draft. Correct. This is the first mock that we've done as a group where we've yeah. had those two picks. So this is an interesting kind of uh, philosophical change to see what they attempt. A twist. It is a twist. And I'll be honest, the, the the fact that they traded one of the two, and I knew we, I think we all assumed that they were going to try to get rid of one of these ones this year. I don't know about that. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I didn't anticipate them picking three times, but now I need to figure out what they want to prioritize. And, and and Joe, you have the board up here. Do you mind if I just if I just lean in yeah, here? You can per, you, you can cross me, off the usual interior offensive lineman that we've mocked to Philly for. Yeah, no, every, I, I took, I, yeah, I took him off the board. I took yeah. him off the board. Well, no, for them I'm here. just saying, like, if you're wondering what they want to prioritize, I would say. It's the same position groups. We've been drafting them a, usually a pass rusher, a corner, sometimes a linebacker, but it doesn't seem like the team really covets them in that space. I'd love to I'd love to, to mix it up and give them a wide receiver, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go that well, direction. Read the room for what's between their picks. Yeah. Let, let's Well, we got the 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 Saints and the Chargers. Two teams pick. that could pick wide they receivers. They could pick wide receivers. And then they pick at 18. This is a good point. Thank you for pointing this yeah, out to well, me. I'm, I'm just trying to help you out. You know, I do appreciate the help here. Um Man, he's a good player on the board. Now nah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Another corner coming off the board for me here. Give him Andrew Booth Jr. Thing, okay. I, I understand we may not get the wide receiver we envisioned coming around at 18. Yeah, no problem. But we cannot leave a corner like Andrew Booth Jr. on the board, so we're going to put him in that secondary. Kyle, I know yes. that you're about to make this pick for the Saints, and I'm not going to steer you in any direction. Are you going to try and trade for this pick? I'm not going to try to trade for the Come pick. On, you, know, you know Joe I'm not going to do that, picks. but we've we've talked about this Saints scenario and what they could accomplish with their It's right two, here in front of me. It's literally right it's there. It's staring me in the face. This is I unbelievable. I can't believe it materialized like this. Right. Charles Cross, right. offensive tackle, Mississippi State. You lost Teron Armstead in free agency. Are you kidding me? He's on. You guys let him get to 16? <laughs> Thank right. you very much. You think about what Teron Armstead was. One of the best pass-protecting offensive tackles, one of the most athletic offensive tackles in all of football. What's Charles Cross? Oh, yeah, the mm -hmm. best pass-protecting offensive tackle in a draft class that's filled with good offensive tackles. This is a no-brainer. And if the, if the Saints 
get this on draft night. I hope the guy who turns the card in is a former gymnast who can do backflips <laughs> all the way to the podium because it's a no-brainer. Lock it in. Charles Cross at 16 to the Saints. And we'll get to their next pick, and I've said with this Saints situation that they're in a great spot to like build around Jameis with an offensive tackle and a receiver. Hello. And right, it's going to happen. No matter what <laughs> happens with these next few picks, yeah. they're going to get a meaningful wide receiver. So, like, hello. This, and, and this is what Mickey Loomis envisioned with this trade. It, it pleases me. Jeez, right, man. All right, I got the Los Angeles Chargers here at pick number 17. And I think, in a lot of ways, this is a, a wonderful situation for the Chargers where both the Georgia interior defensive linemen are there and you know Zion Johnson's there at guard which gives them the opportunity to maybe kick out Matt Filer to right tackle and solidify that offensive line I think that the depth at interior offensive line is better than the depth at interior defensive line so we're going to check that box right here and I would I personally would pick Devontae Wyatt ahead of Jordan Davis like in a vacuum but for the Chargers who aren't going to run a lot of even front defenses right they want a true nose tackle I think that Jordan Davis is a player that's going to be very appealing for them. So we're going to make him the pick here. And I know they signed Sebastian Joseph Day, which is going to help as an A-gap defender. But I don't think he stops you from getting Jordan Davis if you believe in him as a player and the size and the athleticism, the untapped potential that exists with him because you know he really wasn't a featured guy on passing downs to unleash and get after the quarterback. So I think that he can come in and, and, and really put a cherry on top for the defensive additions made by the Chargers this offseason. I love it when a plan comes together. I love it when the board... No wide receivers went. No wide receivers Chris. went between those All of picks. these teams are just in a in a, a honey hole here. This is the sweet spot of the first... We knew this. We knew that the late teens was the sweet spot of this year's first round, right? Unless you got a top... Th- and even, even in some cases, if you don't have a top three, like, I like the relative value for what you're getting here better than some of the teams picking in the top five. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the name I'm gonna pick, and I'd like somebody to try to convince me to not take this player because I want to see if there's something that I'm missing. Because when we look at the Philadelphia Eagles, we don't know if they're sold on Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. It's why they added another first round pick by making the Saints trade in next year's draft class, so they had assets to be able to move around and, and go to quarterback if they need be. How do I not give this offense Jamison Williams uh-huh. for not just this year with Jalen Hurts, but if they move to another quarterback for next mm-hmm. season? How do I not do this? I, you're not going to get an argument from me. I mean. Because, look, dude, you look at some of these teams, Patriots, the, Packers. The Saints, the next pick might take Right, him. Saints, Bills. Like, you, if you want Jamison. You take him right, right here, right here. now because right. there's not going to be another chance. So that's what we're going to do. Send in the card. We're what taking Jamison Williams for the what Philadelphia Eagles. idiot. The Saints are once again doing backflips to the podium to turn in a card for wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State. What does Jamison Winston do best? Launch it. Launch it. What's Chris Olave the best at? Deep ball, vertical receiving. Vertical I was going to say launching it, but that wasn't the answer. What's Michael for. Thomas's physical stature like? He's a big-bodied guy, can win with physicality. What do you usually like to complement that with? Oh, a Z receiver who doesn't necessarily have to be the physical guy, can run the vertical routes, and that's exactly what we got. So if you told me the Saints walked out of here with Chris Olave and Charles Cross to put into their offense— there, I see no reason why offensively, as long as Jameis doesn't throw 30 picks, that we can't win 9-10 football games and be competing for a wild card. So it's a it, love the way the board, board fell for the Saints. Right, and you got to make both of those picks. And I, I think Correct. I think all of us would have made picked the same two players. Well, well and I was going to ask, would anybody have taken no, a different receiver? No, it would be the exact same. 
No, with the way the board fell? No, absolutely not. Because if if I didn't take cross, if I took the receiver first because I was worried about the teams behind me and Philly coming up at 18, the Chargers would have taken cross, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next up here on the board, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 20. And I don't feel any pressure to pick a quarterback here. Like you have Mitchell Trubisky and measuring Trubisky – against like the Desmond Ritters of the world that you would pick here, the Matt Corrales of the world. Like, let's just roll with Trubisky and help our team in other spots. And if we need a quarterback down the line, we'll pick a quarterback down the line. We're going to go with – oh, we're going to go with a safety corner, DB, Daxon Hill, a guy that can play mm, multiple pick. spots for a secondary that I am quite nervous about when I examine this depth chart. And he can help them in multiple spots. And um, really – Give them an answer because I think they need multiple answers in the secondary, and Hill can play a variety of different positions. Joe, it's a good pick. I really like that pick for the Steelers. Daxon Hill and his versatility on the back end is home run for them and how aggressive they like to play. So, Chris, uh, interested to see what you do with AFC East rival New England Patriots who have experienced an offseason that uh, I think there's a fair case to be made. They lost their best player on both sides of the ball thus it was, far. So it was what, bad. What, what, what are you going to do? I'd love to just how let, you fix this. I would love to just let the clock run out and let the Packers jump in front of the the Patriots to make to make the pick and take a player. Uh, but we're not going to do that. We are going to make a selection. And Joe, Kyle just mentioned best offensive player that they lost. Who, who was that? Who'd they lose? Shaq Mason. Okay, so let's get some help for the offensive line. Let's give him Zion Johnson, <clears throat> interior offensive lineman from Boston College. This guy can play anywhere. You can put him on either side of the ball. He really impressed at the Senior Bowl. So we're gonna we're gonna replace the the miss the the missing of, of Shaq Mason, and we're gonna put Zion Johnson in there and give the Patriots an offensive lineman. I hate how good of a fit that is. Just makes sense, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's that's a great pick. Uh, so the Packers on t- at twenty two, courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders, courtesy of the Devonte Adams trade. And um, I am going to get the replace the I'll use air quotes for those of you who can't see me replacement for Devontae Adams because what an unfair expectation that will be for anybody. But uh, I know this receiver is not necessarily the traditional style that Green Bay has has gone after in the past, and I understand they traditionally don't draft receivers in the first round. But Jahan Dotson at this point, with what he's able to do to create with the ball in his hands and how well he is tracking the ball down the field and just the opportunity that has to exist here in this offense without Devontae Adams, it's too much for me to pass up on. So Jahan Dotson, explosive wide receiver out of Penn State, is my choice for the Packers because I am worried about a run on wide receivers continuing. You think about, I mean, the next four teams could all, I don't think it would be a stretch of imagination to say Arizona could use a wide receiver. No. Would you guys disagree? Yeah. Would the Cowboys could use a third wide receiver? Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they lost to Mark Cooper and Cedric Wilson this offseason. Uh, Joe, the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. the Emmanuel Sanders no longer under contract, and then the Titans you know, needing to figure out A.J. Brown and even with A.J. Brown bidding farewell to Julio Jones. Julio yeah. Jones. So I, I'm going to get him out in front of the run. I'm going to draft the wide receiver here at 22. Arizona Cardinals here at 23 and sitting in the state of Arizona right now. I feel some type of way about making this selection. Want to do good for the people here with cactuses and rocks in their front yards. Cacti. believe it's cacti. It's cacti. Did I say cactuses? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) I think I've been saying for 20 years that they need a corner. (laughs) Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. 
And I'm still saying it. So I'm going to check the box here. And who are the best players in their secondary? Uh, Byron Murphy. Where did he go to school? Washington. Buda Baker's really good. Washington. Right? Let's go back to the Washington. Well, Trent McDuffie's the pick here. A guy that I think can play inside, can play outside, can play man, can play zone, can play press. He loves to tackle. He's got ball skills. He's got it all. Good, Really a student of the game, too, right? Like, he's he loves ball. He loves studying football. He's, he, he brags about how much tape he watches. And I think that type of student of the game with his type of skill is going to set yourself up to have a player that has a high floor. And he was a shutdown guy in college. I know that the, the knock on him is the arm length. That's like the only box he doesn't check. But I think everything else is at such a high level that I can put that aside a little bit and um, give Arizona an answer in the secondary where it just feels like they've never been able to check all the boxes back there. I have the Dallas Cowboys with pick number 24. Go get him, Kreese. This is, this is tough. This is really tough. I, I, don't, think, go, I don't think it is. You don't? Because I can go a couple of different ways. You want me to walk you through my thought process and you maybe sure. convince me one way or the other? I don't, I don't like this noise that we're going to take Micah Parsons and we're going to put him put him at an edge. We're going to we're, we're not going to let him stand up and let him do his thing, right? I got I got a bit of a problem with that. So I might consider taking Boy Mafe, George Karloftis, being able to let Micah be Micah. Wait, are you not going to do that? I'm no, I'm just telling you my oh, thought process. That's one of my considerations, right? But Connor Williams leaves. Lyle Collins we release. Kenyon Green's on the board. That could be a good fit for this team yeah. in terms of getting some depth at the offensive line. So those are the two conflicting thoughts that I have. But you know Devontae what? Wyatt's there. Devontae Wyatt is there. That was the name. I Kyle, was Kyle say. really wants to push me for Devontae Wyatt. I'm getting an edge rusher yep. though, boys. Woo! That's what I'm doing for the. Chris and I'm making the pick. Give me Boye Mafe for Good the pick. Dallas Cowboys here at 24. I like him more than I like George Karloftis. And again, Ooh, that's I, a spicy. I want to let. Is, I want When did Keith Sanchez possess your body and just <laughs> spit some hot takes? I like, want to let so Micah, casual too. I want to let Micah Parsons be Micah Parsons. I don't want to put him in a box and force him to do one thing. You want to put him up there, put his hand in the dirt, let him rush past you're fine. You want to stand him up. I want to have the ability to move him all over the field and let him be as big of a playmaker as he is. And getting somebody to to designate as an edge rusher is a very important part of that. So Boye Mafia, the pick for me at 24. I'm going to make Joe a very happy man right now. I'm wondering what you can do to make me really happier. And uh, There's things you can I do mean, to make could, me not happy. He could give you sure. the pick and let you make it. That would be no, one no, thing. No, no, no. Like, no I'm Kyle's not doing that. I know exactly what pick I'm making. All right. And I'm going to make you a hep, hep, a happy guy. Happy. Thank you. I'm glad that's the first pop culture reference I think <laughs> we've both made and understood man, in you 10 think years I'm going to scroll past a, a golden retriever on, uh-huh. on TikTok that's uh-huh. wagging his tail uh-huh. and happy, bro? I'm watching that well, every time. stand up and wag your tail, my friend. I'm giving you Devontae Wyatt, the Let's defensive go. tackle. Too good of a talent Jordan. to pass up on, that's, And that's the thought process, right? And we know the point of emphasis for Buffalo has been uh, improving the run defense. Right? I mean, they made yeah. some, some changes in personnel on the defensive interior already. You know, Harrison Phillips leaving and uh, kind of shuffling out even on the edge. But the value here is too good to pass up. He's a penetration-type player. He's versatile enough that I think he can play in the A-gap. I mean, you can have him and Ed on the inside and base looks if you yeah, want to. I mean, wide showing that kind of versatility. So, yeah, I mean, th- this is not any shot at – Ed Oliver or any of the other players in this front, this is this is too good of a player, and we got to draft good players, and we're gonna let we're gonna worry about getting the right combination of kids on the field on a week to week basis when you're, we're playing matchups. So Devonte White to the Bills twenty five, long and late downs, Ed Oliver, Devonte White in the middle, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau on the outside. Woo! You're welcome. I told you, 
Kyle's he, a good man. He didn't wag his tail though. I I don't have a tail. I, you know, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans here, man. This is the weirdest team to pick for every year. You know, because like. Their fans want things that are different than what you think, and then the team kind of does some strange things from time I mean, to they time. They just draft w- guys who are hurt and good value. Do you they, know what the Titans they, do every single time? This is the one thing we know about John Robinson. He said it out loud. He drafts for need, right? If there's anything we know about Tennessee Titans, they draft for need. Give him a wide receiver then, Joe. Well, so that's the – do you think that – the question you have to ask yourself when you're mocking for wide the Tennessee, receiver, Tennessee Titans is, what position do they perceive as their greatest need? Right. Justin, I, one of our colleagues here at TDN, Justin Mello, who's a big Titans guy, will tell you they don't need a linebacker. Well, they, I, I disagree. I disagree as well, but they do have David Long and Zach Cunningham. I know is that. Is that going to prevent you from but drafting like, dude, the best linebacker this in this linebacker class? This linebacker class really, is really, really friggin' good. Right. Draft good players, Joe. Yeah, but I, I would go with the receiver. Your, your issue, the reason you didn't win in the playoffs last year wasn't because you didn't have a linebacker. It's because you didn't have the weapons in the passing game for Ryan Tannehill, and of course Ryan Tannehill being a bit of an issue himself. I need to maximize. I need to maximize Ryan Tannehill. Okay, and I'm going to give him a player here in Traylon Burks from from Arkansas that I think oh, really fits. Somebody else to hand the ball off to, so he doesn't. <laughs> you know, have to throw. hey, dump and run guy. They they missed that. Like for yeah. as like simple as that's, 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 that's an that's important what you, you, part of what you, they you did. You bring this up every chance Ryan we get Tannehill about Traylon Burks. Ryan Tannehill was at his best when he can have the dump and run guy in Johnu Smith, and we know that Traylon Burks isn't just going to go out there and win routes. Like that's not his game. But I give me myself a player here that could be versatile. And a, and a number of ways of how we can get him the football and ask him to create for us. And give it, like, I mean, they love those, like, big physical dudes, right? They wanted to have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones as their big three. Well, Julio Jones is gone. Let's bring in a player that can kind of, like, hybrid do a Julio Jones slash Jonu Smith type role. Obviously, I don't think he has that type of ceiling, but a, just a playmaker for this offense that needs to kind of round out the options available for Ryan Tannehill. Does anybody want this pick? Tampa no. Bay at 27. No, make the pick. The Tampa Bay wants this pick. I don't. I, I personally don't want this That's pick. That's because you don't know what to do with it. Yes, I'm debating between two players. And if I can <laughs> if I can drop down a little bit and let the let the decision, you know, play itself out for me. No, Joe, you don't need to scroll that far. I'm okay. I'm, I'm between my two players. That's the guy. Thank you, Joe. You were right there. That was that was the one guy I was considering. And so because you put your mouse cursor there on the well, monster. He's gonna make machine, Joe the bad guy in case it's a controversial pick. If it's a bad pick. pick, they can tweet at you, not at me. Shoe radio, add shoe radio. Kenyon Green for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I will tell you, the other player I was considering, I was going to give them a safety. I was going to give them Lewis Sign out of Georgia, but we're going to go. We're going to go. I would have given them sign. We're going to go Kenyon Green. Um, they lost uh, Ali Marpet, retired, and so let's get some help on the interior. Let's give him Kenyon Green here with pick number twenty-seven. But Sign was the other player I was considering. Yeah, Green Bay Packers on the clock at twenty-eight. And I'll tell you what, I'm really happy I got myself a wide receiver, <laughs> and now I'm sitting here looking at the board. And what was the other big departure that this team had this offseason? Zadarius Smith. George Karloftis yep. sitting here on the board. I'm not going to make this harder than it has to be. Karloftis can play in a two. He can play in a three. As far as the two-point stance as a stand-up player, uh, he's a power rusher. I think that absolutely fits the model and the mold of what Green Bay likes in their front. Uh, I don't necessarily know that I would put him inside with the frequency that Zadarius Smith has played inside throughout the course of his career between Baltimore and Green Bay. But um, he's versatile enough. I'm going to go ahead and lock that pick in, and we're going to move on with our day uh, with back-to-back picks from the Kansas City Chiefs and four picks left to go here in the first round. So for the Chiefs here, man, like this is not what they want. This is not the scenario that they're looking for. We can work together, Joe. We can work together because I have the pick after this. 
if you'd like. Well, this is a doomsday scenario. Well, for the because Chiefs, as you, far as you, I'm one of these picks is because you traded for Tyreek Hill, and there's not a receiver that I think makes sense for them here with either. Well, of these I, I, I'd rather spend 29th overall pick on Tyreek Hill than this. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, good take. Yeah, man, they could really use a receiver <laughs> like Tyreek Hill right here at 29. I'll tell you that. Uh, okay, so we are. Let's work together. We okay, got two yeah, picks to make here. Yeah. Let's let's do good by the Kansas City Chiefs. I am thinking about Christian Watson here. He's the only receiver I would consider right. oh. here with this pick. Kyle's all yeah, mad yeah, out. Whatever. Mad oh. out whatever. Okay, I think Kyer Elam, corner from Florida, makes a lot of sense here. They, except for like they like to run a lot of man coverage. So that kind of makes me nervous about Kyrie Elam, to be completely honest with you. Maybe Kyler Gordon's an option because like I think he might be a better man corner than Kyrie, but I think Kyrie is a better zone corner than Kyrie. Um, I don't think any of these linebackers are in play. Give him a pass rusher. Uh, yeah, I mean, David like, Jabo, like uh, Jabo and no. Arnold Abiketti are available. Are the two guys that are available? So we can go Christian sure. Watson and then one of those two edge rushers. I think Abiketti probably be the better fit for them. Okay, so let's do that. You, whatever order you want to do it in, we're going to go Christian Watson and Arnold Abiketti. Okay, unless you unless you want to if you want to talk me out of that, but I'm I'm fine with that being the hall Draft for them. The better wide receiver. Who's who? What were you, you want Sky Moore over Christian you Watson? Sky, absolutely, no. Sky this Moore, is first round wide absolutely. receiver. Predictively, they're going to take the height weight speed guy that has a crazy yeah, like Tyreek Hill percentage. was a height weight speed guy. Yeah, but they, dude. Uh, uh, uh. All right, you got me in a pretzel, a word pretzel here. I'm sorry. <laughs> that they, they want to move away from Tyreek Hill. We're going okay. We're going Christian Watson, the explosive Whoa. big play guy. And then we're going to go Arnold Ebiketti. Yeah, scrolled past him. He was Bums. down there. I scrolled past yeah, yeah, him. This he's, is your he's, pick. He's, I'm he's sorry right if I want to steal no, your thunder. Okay. They, he's right there. they need more of an edge presence. No, that's Frank fine. I think, we, I think we did right by the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. there. And what would be a doomsday scenario for them with yeah. the way the board played out? Kyle, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to draft Kyir Elam, cornerback from Florida, who Joe had mentioned as a, a contender uh, for one of those Kansas City Chiefs pick. I think this is the right range. Uh, he's a little stiff high cut they they had brought in trey waynes at one point right trey waynes is still there right i think about what kair elam has from a physical skill set perspective and it makes sense um th- that's the same kind of player because he's super high cut he's, he's an explosive guy kair elam's the pick we got the quarterback i got the detroit Lions here at 32 we got the quarterback of the offense and malik will said two we're getting Get the, the quarterback, quarterback of, the defense, of the defense right here in devin lloyd slam dunk pick He's that guy that can roam the second level, be a versatile player, and give them that presence that they need to move this defense forward. Joe, I love, 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 love that we got Devin Lloyd. Because I'm looking there, and I'm kind of... We. We, he says. The collective we. We we are the Draft Dudes podcast, okay? We are the Draft Dudes. So, yes, we, because this was a collective effort, got Devin Lloyd in. Because I'm sitting here looking through the last, like six picks or so and I'm like oh uh, there's gonna be a couple guys that fell out yeah like Desmond Ritter fell out yeah. I was surprised that Desmond Ritter fell out to be honest with you yeah uh Lewis seen a player that, that mad comes about to it mind. mad about um it. I tried to tell Chris he David Ajabu fell out mm-hmm. no running backs went in this first round not a surprise no tight ends went in this first not round a surprise Perry and Winfrey, Tyler Linderbaum, Tyler Linderbaum, Tyler Smith. But that's a, but that's a conversation we've had, right? I've, I've been trying to say. Whereas if there's only like one or two teams that he fits for, and if they if well, they decide, that, there's more than one or two, but it's like the the intersection of need versus right. that scheme versus his like he's such an outlier from a size perspective. He is. That's gonna scare teams. Yeah. And so because of that, if he falls past one or two spots, then all of a sudden it's like okay, he's not going in the first round. Our premium positions filled up this first round. 
I mean, two interior offensive linemen. We wound up getting two safeties, but then like Four one tackles. linebacker, zero running backs, zero tight ends. Like we, I think when in doubt, the NFL tells us that they like premium positions. And right. so like, just do that. I was a little surprised. And we didn't talk about this beforehand, what we were going to do, obviously. But I was surprised that only two tackles went inside the top 10. So was Th- I. That was yeah. a bit of a surprise I, I was surprised Penning, Crossing, Penning, I, Penning being there at 14 was a surprise, yeah. and then obviously I made a huge stink about Cross being there at 16. Yeah, that really stunned surprise. me, that, that, that we had gone through the first 10 picks. So what, cha- what changed? Like, what changed with us and how this mock draft sorted versus historically how we've done it? Well, I, I will tell you probably me taking KT at three, right? Because Houston's certainly a landing spot for one of the tackles, and then that would push everybody up one spot, and then all of a sudden you get at least three in the first round, right? The Giants Did the Giants take one? They took Evan Neal. So, well, getting two wide receivers in the top thirteen, yeah. I think, is a big. Getting Garrett and uh, three corners, and Drake London, and and two quarterbacks, right? Malik and right. Kenny Pickett both go inside right. the top ten. So, well, this was a fun exercise, guys. I'm glad we had a chance to get together and do this and share some content with every everybody who listens to us here at the Draft Dudes. Um, we'll have more mocks coming. Obviously, we have enough time. We can really. Um, maximize this window of time to to get into some whatever inside information we can get and speculation and um, we'll bring all of that to you so make sure you plan accordingly kyle krabs joe marino chris schubert we appreciate you guys tuning into draft dudes and we hope to talk to you guys again next time thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.